Welcome to Recognize Your Truth. I am your host, Lisa Williams. This is the podcast that offers motivation and inspiration to act, speak, and think in ways that make a positive impact on your life. Each week, we bring you a message or a guest that offer you tools to live up to your full potential. I literally pinch myself every time I record a new podcast. This is a dream that has been eight years in the making, and I'm so grateful that you are spending a part of your day with me. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today on Recognize Your Truth. I am interviewing John Bourgeois of the Dreamcatchers podcast, and I'm so excited to share all this content with you. Welcome, John. Hello. Thanks How for having you? me on the show. I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> it's a great Friday before Christmas, but this probably won't air until sometime in January, but I'm I'm so excited to connect with you and talk to you. Well, I'm excited to be on the show. I know we had you over on our show and uh, it was fun. So I am thoroughly excited to just jump into more conversation with you. We literally, we, we had to make a decision at the end, like, all right, we got to end. If we keep talking, we're just going to keep going. <laughs> I know it was. So just for my guest, I was um, a guest on John's podcast last week and he interviewed me. And we just had so much fun and so much to talk about that we had to finally put an end to the conversation. So <laughs> we're starting it up again and we're going to get going. So John, I want you to tell my audience a little bit about you and a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So I am the host of the Dreamcatcher Show. Um, I didn't expect to uh, start a podcast. That wasn't something that I wanted to do. And Originally, my background, about 15 years of my background is in the corporate world. It is leading, developing, training leaders. And at the very height of my career, I oversaw um, five states, 293 locations. But the truth is, Lisa, I wasn't happy at all. And that's kind of like, that's been my drive and my purpose the entire time now is the main reason I wasn't happy is I kept pushing off my dreams for everybody else's and it was eating me up on the inside. And I finally decided after about a decade, you know what? No more. We're going to go after our dreams and we're not just going to go after them. We're actually going to physically catch them. And so what started for me just as, you know, writing a book has evolved into me building this community of dream catchers where we're, we're done chasing and we're going to start catching our dreams. And so, I mean, that's, that's kind of where the dream catcher show got birthed was wanting to connect with people like you and wanting to build an audience that be able to hear your story, your DNA and understand, okay, if all I'm doing right now is daydreaming, I can do exactly today what Lisa has told me to do and apply it immediately to my life. And I can automatically start to see a change in my life today. So the fact that you kind of unpacked, you know, why you called your podcast, you know, the dream catcher and, you know, where you were, you know, you, you kept saying, I, I want to start my dream. I don't want to live everybody else's dream. That yeah. is so powerful. And, and mm. so, you know, that just, I don't know. It, it's, it's so exciting for me. I love that for you. 
I, I really yeah. do. So tell me a little bit, let's, let's kind of go back. So you were in the corporate world doing leadership training. Tell me a little bit about how you, what your mindset was, what drove you to go, okay, I am sick of trading time for dollars on somebody else's time and dime. And how do I start making that happen for me? Yeah. Um, so really it, it, it came down to the point where it wasn't, Hey, don't get me wrong. I love money and I love making money. So trading time from, for money, I love doing and I was getting paid well. Right. right. But the, the, the thing is I was the, so we'll step back a little bit because this is, I'll give you exactly how I came to my breaking point and okay. went, okay, enough's enough. Let's go. I probably, if things had gone the way that I wanted them to go, I'd probably still at this moment, not be trying to go after my dreams. I would, because my flaw was I'm going to do this when X, when I've got the home that looks like this. Right when I'm making this amount of money per year, when I've got this in the bank, now I'm going to start going after my dreams. When I'm this age, when I've only got this many kids, when my kids are only this age, whatever, right? The, the whole thing of someday I'll go after my dreams. Well, the problem is someday never comes, right? right? And you just keep pushing it off. Well, for me, I grew up on a little island in the middle of the Pacific called Guam. My grandmother was an author. Well, let me rephrase. She was an English professor, but she wrote and she wrote several books. She passed away in 96. I always looked up to her. She was the love of my life. She loved people. She was full of life. She was full of love. And I looked up to her. Well, we didn't end up publishing her book until 10 years, actually probably a lot longer, uh, probably about 15 years after her death. Uh-huh. My grandfather ends up passing away and I can still today visualize the tin that he's in and the blue ribbon that was wrapped around the tin and and then I was in a 13-year relationship that went sideways and I went from having everything that I said okay someday when I have this right uh, -huh. uh, then I'll start working on my dreams and I kept pushing it to now I'm in a 750 square foot apartment, no furniture, no bed, no car, not even seeing my kids except for once a week. And I went through about three years of depression trying to now, cause see the problem is, and this is what we talked about on our show as well. And the problem is I wanted to say my self-worth was dependent on accomplishments. It was dependent on relationships. It was dependent on what other people validated me as, right? Right. And I didn't love myself. And because I didn't love myself, I didn't have a self-worth. So I constantly was looking for other people to validate me and validate who I was. And so if somebody said to me, John, you're not a writer. You're too energetic to be a writer. You'd never be able to sit down. Then I go, well, then I must not be a writer. If somebody says to me, John, you would never make any money writing. Most people don't make money from writing their books. Then I go, well, I'm the sole provider. I can't, I can't write a book. I know that's my dream. I know I've wanted to do it for over a decade, but 
I'm, I can't provide for my family if I'm not bringing in any money. And, and it came down to me sleeping on the floor in that 750 square foot apartment and me having to rediscover who I was when I thought I knew who I was, that finally it, it just, it, it snapped. It was a, are we going to do this or are we not, John? Like this has been on your mind forever. Are we going to step into this or not? Uh-huh. And I made a decision, we are. And it was at that point that I started writing, which is funny because a lot of people think that once you, once you go after your dreams, that's it. Now you're going to catch it. Woo, done. <laughs> right. Game over. Right. <laughs> We're on the journey. We got it. It's, it's game over. That's not the case. Uh, just, just my book alone, and this will be funny for you because you didn't know this on the day, which is funny when we were recording, Lisa, this actually uh-huh. happened. So listen to this. Okay. So I wrote, I wrote out my, my book, physically wrote it out in, in a, um, like with a pen and a piece of paper, wrote it out because I want to be able to give it to my kids. Okay. Okay. My first copy was in my briefcase in a friend's car on my birthday last year the car gets broken into oh no my briefcase gets stolen okay oh, no. and i've written probably about half of the book and handwritten. i yeah, handwritten handwritten <laughs> exactly because i wanted the aesthetics we were talking about it off right, camera, right. right how much right. i love aesthetics right? right uh and so i'd handwritten this book and it's stolen and i visualize i can um vividly see myself right now with this ugly journal now in front of me. I'm sitting in Starbucks. I've got a pen in, in my hand. The blessing in disguise is I've got a very photographic memory. Uh-huh. So I could, it's how I went through most of my school. Would I'd, I'd look at the page and then I'd be in my test room, close my eyes and be like, flip it through the pages in my mind and be like, oh, there's the answer. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> so I'm sitting at Starbucks and I'm like, I don't want to write this. I like, why couldn't it have just been okay the way it was? And wh- why does it have to be like, I have to restart this all over again. I already started the process. I already started the journey, but I'm happy to go through this all over again. I don't want to write this. And I just, I, I, I had to suck it up and I had to start writing again. And, and that's what I did come to when we had our interview, uh-huh. fast forward, it's now a year and a half. And we're, we're getting our first physical draft of the book that people will get when they order it, right? Right. I open it up. I literally look at the cover. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my book. I'm doing like a live stream on Facebook. This is my book. I can't believe it. And I'm like, guys, let me show you. Let me show you what, what this book originally was. And I break out my journal and I'm about to show my journal. And then I crack open the book and I start to flip through the pages and it's not my book. <gasps> it's somebody else's book. Uh-uh. It is. Yeah, exactly. And so I I just I laughed and and I I've gotten to the point I'm finishing this book right now by Ryan Holiday that is The Obstacle is the Way. Have you read it? I have not. No. Okay. And I'm going to write so, that down. Yeah, Obstacle is the Way is amazing. And I, I just started laughing and I was chatting with the dream catchers and I was just like, this, I'm so glad this happened because so many of us stop with the first obstacle because we go, well, that must be a sign from the gods that we're not supposed to go any further. No, right. the right. whole point of the journey is the journey. 
That's right. what the whole point is. And if I didn't have this book printed wrong, I wouldn't be able to show you that. And I just, it was just, it was fun for me. It was totally fun. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. What a, what a great story. So, so tell me a little bit about your book and, and what, what you're writing about. So the book will be published, um, launch date's going to most likely be the 27th or the 28th of January. Okay. Um, it's, it's finished, uh, ready to go. It's called The Pen and Its Author. And are you familiar with The Alchemist at all? I am. Okay. So it's similar to The Alchemist. I love The Alchemist. I, in that three-year depression that I was telling you about, there was really two books that pulled me out of that. The first book was You're a Badass, uh-huh. an amazing book, and then The Alchemist. And I read both of those books every single year. And I, every time I go through it, I'm underlining new things and I'm learning new things and discovering new things. But my book, depending on its author, is a marriage between uh, fiction and nonfiction. Okay. And you're reading a fable that is allowing you to go on the journey of this eldest son as he reads through the letters of his father. His father's passed away. And he's going on this journey of learning how to dream and turn that dream into a reality. And wow. so, yeah, it's a, it's, I'm excited for it. I, I'm if anything, I'm excited to read it every single year myself. <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm excited for you. And, and we will make sure that my audience knows all about your book when it's launched. We'll make sure it's all in my show notes and how to get a hold of you and all that stuff because I want everybody to know about it and read about it. Yeah, yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, so, okay, so I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit because yep. you were in this really dark place for a time period. And mm-hmm. I know you just mentioned a couple of books that helped you get through that time period, but you know, when we had our conversation, there's multiple things that have to get, get going to, to get you out of that depression. And, you know, I've been there, you've been there. And so besides reading books, what are some of the steps that you took to get you to where you are, to where you, you want to motivate and inspire others to where you can sit here with me and have this conversation and tell your story. I mean, what were some of those baby steps that you took to kind of get you through that process? Yeah. Um, I think for me, and you've got to understand, I like when it comes to who I was uh, three, five years ago, I put everybody else first. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that valuing other people is a bad thing. But when you're putting other people in front of yourself and you're not holding the line on the boundaries that are important to you and you keep, you keep erasing that line and moving it backwards and relate, erasing it again and moving it backwards and erasing it again, that's not healthy at all. And that's who I was. I was Lisa, I would say to you, Lisa, hey, I can't meet until, you know, 1130. And you'd be like, well, I can't meet until, you know, 1115. And I've got a meeting at 1130. So are you able to do 1115? I'd be like, yeah, I could. Yeah, totally. We could. Let's go ahead and do that. You know, Um, which is funny. (laughs) In the corporate world, I'm the boss, right? Like I'm the one that's leading teams. 
and none of my teams would ever think of doing that. But with my loved ones, I'd never hold my lines. Right. And so that was the first start. If I said it, if it came out of my mouth, and this is important to everyone, if I said it, it meant that I had to uphold it first and foremost to myself. Right. If I said, else is going to uphold yes, but I, but, but I even mean like, if I said, I'm going to read 30 minutes today, then I don't care if I told anybody that or not, I'm going to do it first and foremost, because I made a promise to myself. Right. And then secondly, if, if I said something that was important to me that I needed from somebody else, then I made the decision that I was going to honor my word. And I think that was one of the first things that had to be done because I had taught myself, John will say it, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to let somebody walk over him. And so I had to go, no, I'm important just like Lisa is, just like so-and-so is, just like so-and-so is. I'm important as well. And I have to be okay holding the line with things that are important. Right. So isn't it interesting how we're, we're the first to sacrifice ourselves and you know, it's something, a little, little saying that I have is say what you mean, mean what you say, but don't say it mean. And yeah. you yes. have to hold yourself accountable first before you could hold anybody else accountable. Like, how are you going to, how's anybody going to respect your boundaries or respect your time or your energy or your effort or your love if you're not doing that for yourself first? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the other, the other problematic thing is, is that if you aren't respecting yourself, right. And if you aren't loving yourself, then you're going to be looking at other things to be able to respect you and other things to be able to love you. They will only be able to respect you and love you for so long before they hurt you. And then at that point, you get upset and you either hold resentment towards them or you jump out of that, whether it's a job, a relationship, a mentor, whatever, you jump out of that and into something else because you think I'm not the problem they're the problem and I'm going to find this person who now loves me and respects me and blah, blah, blah. And it's the same cycle. My whole, my whole thing is like, I say it, I say it to entrepreneurs. I say it to uh, individuals that I'm, I'm training and working with. Like, I'm, why do you expect somebody to love you? If you don't first love yourself, why do you expect somebody to invest in you? If you first haven't invested in yourself, it's the same thing. You've got to be the one to deliver first, and then you can watch other people do the exact same thing. Right. I mean, if your cup is not filled, you, you mm-hmm, can't pour it mm-hmm. to other people. Exactly. And we hear that all exactly. the time, but yes. it's so, so true. And it's, it's so interesting that you say, you know, if I'm going to read for 30 minutes, I'm going to actually sit down and read for 30 minutes. And it's just creating those habits mm-hmm. and and the consistency of it. So, you know, we're the first ones to break appointments with ourselves. I I talk about this on, in my blog and on other podcasts, you know, if we say, I'm going to go to the gym today at 5.30 or 10.30, or I'm going to take a walk or I'm going to read a book or whatever. And then we look at the clock and we go, eh, not going to do it today. I mean, we're the first ones to break appointments with ourselves all the time. But if I Mm -hmm, told you, mm -hmm. 
hey, John, let's meet for coffee or lunch at 1230. I'm going to be there. I'll mm -hmm. show up for you. But, you know, it's harder for me to show up for myself. And so absolutely. That's absolutely. We all struggle with. And, and that was another learning point for me as well. Like you asked me, what were some of the things that helped you get out of it? Well, first and foremost, I had to start reading and looking into mentors that had already gone through the process that I was in uh -huh. and get and help me get out of it. And I'm not saying like mentors that I physically got to touch. Cause that's, that's one of those limiting beliefs that I had was I couldn't find a mentor anywhere. Right. I was like, I can't, I don't know who to look out to. I don't know who to talk to, blah, 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 blah. That's a limiting belief guys. I'm just going to be honest with you. Right. You can make somebody be a mentor, even though they don't know that they're a mentor. Oh, and, sure. and so for me, books, podcasts, those were the type of things that began to become my mentor. But I was so broken, not just from the relationship, but also from my upbringing, which was a very, without meaning to be, it was an upbringing that sewed into me that you're not worthy, you're not good enough, but don't worry, the, the higher being above is going to end up loving you anyways, and it's okay, like, but you're not worthy and you're not good enough. So I translated that into everything else that I did. Like, and that's why for me, accomplishments don't, <laughs> I'm still having to work on it. Accomplishments don't really mean anything to me because I'm like, well, I need the next one. That's what I need is the next one, right? right. I need the next hit. Right. Um, and so I literally, I still do this today. I knew who I felt on the inside, who I was, and I didn't want to feel like that person anymore. And so I literally physically started to write out who I was. So I am strong. I am confident. I am charismatic. I am resilient. I am an overcomer. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am innovative. I am creative. I, I can solve any problem. I can overcome anything. And I started to write those type of things out on a regular basis. And then I would read it out loud after I had done it. And then I would smile. So I'm releasing endorphins at the same time while I'm reading it solely so that I can begin to go ahead and rewire the thinking that I allowed to happen for so long. Because if I hadn't, guess what? It's, we'd be in the same boat that we were three years ago. Right. So. Well, and, and that's, that's that. Um, that synergy between you and I is, you know, rewiring our brain and just constantly speaking to ourselves about what we are yep. and yep. letting that, um, that negativity be replaced by what we really truly are. And mm -hmm. I think for us as human beings, as in a physical body, there's so much comparison and there's so much, negativity and you know you get on social media and people aren't going to post that they just had a knockdown drag out fight on social media they're <laughs> going to post that they're having this beautiful wonderful time on vacation and yep. loving each other and so yep. you know i think even now today it's so hard to not compare and so then we feel less worthy because there's you know there's just so much to catch our eye and, and so much to, to, to want to go, Oh, I, I want to be like that. So I'm not good enough or I need to act like that. So I'm not good enough or, 
and then there's this that constant negativity going on in our head. And so absolutely, it's so wonderful that you sat there and wrote those down and, and speaking them out loud and actually saying them to yourself over and over again, because that's what I do on a daily basis. Yeah. And the funny thing was, I literally like the, the beautiful thing, and this is now 2020, right? Hindsight is always 2020. But I now I look back and I go, I'm so glad that I got stripped away from all the materialistic stuff that I had and who I thought I was. And like, I'm even talking like the stupid small things. Like I thought I was my credit score. You're right. not your credit score. Okay. <laughs> right. Like right. get out of here. Who you're not three digits. Okay. Right. Like you need to work on it. Yes. But you're not your credit score, but I had built it up and I had what I wanted and everything like this. And I kept pushing off oh, someday, 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 someday. And finally I had to get stripped away to where I, I don't have anything at all. Like we literally, I'd bring my babies over on a Saturday, right? I would right. rent a car to go and pick my babies up, bring them down. And, and for the longest time, I wouldn't even bring them into the apartment because I was so ashamed of where I was. I was like, I can't, I can't have my babies see daddy like this. And, and I got to the point where, no, they have, to, and I even do this now, like they have to see the journey. They have to know what the journey is. I can't put up a front for them. I have to show them the journey the entire way. And so we would lay out, we'd lay out a, a blanket on our, my condo floor and I'd put some plates down on the condo floor and we would just have a picnic right then and there. And it was it, it was extremely tough for me because somebody who was addicted and I'm, that's a, that's a very good word for it. Somebody who is addicted to accomplishments or was addicted to accomplishments, somebody that was addicted to the validation of relationships. Like I couldn't even sit in a room by myself. I had to be with somebody and doing something in order to be okay. Okay, because if I was in my own head, I'm telling all these, you're not this, you're not, you're not this, you're not, right? right? And so I had to literally be stripped away of everything that I thought I was. And then from that point, rebuild myself back up. And that's not to say that, like, right now what I'm doing, Lisa, I'm constantly pushing. And this is a big thing about being a dream catcher. I'm constantly pushing my line of comfortability. I'm constantly going over it and going over it and going over it and going over it. And when you play that, when you play that line of comfortability, when you jump over that so many times, your brain will allow you to do a certain amount, right? And then when you really start to stretch it, it's like, no, 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 no. And so I even now today will have to have conversations with myself where I'm like, I've pushed the comfort zone and suddenly my thoughts start to go, who do you think you are? You ain't nothing. You're not this. You're not that. And I immediately, and I learned this from Tony Robbins, I immediately, well, I do a couple things. Um, for the audience that can't see this, uh, there's a great book, same author of The Alchemist, but um, the book is called The Pilgrimage. And I literally put my, my pointer finger nail 
on the cubicle of my thumb and okay. I push down as hard as I can. And I say what Tony Robbins uh, says in a couple of his books, those aren't my thoughts. And then I start to rewire. I am, and I can art, like even right now, my body knows exactly what I'm doing because I'm getting uh, goosebumps. I am strong. I am confident. I can do anything I put my mind to. And I just reaffirm who I am. But the reason why those, those thoughts are coming up is because I'm pushing that boundary of where I think I'm comfortable. And, oh, okay, we're comfortable here. Okay, great, great. We can rest. No, we can't. No. We're not done. We're not done. No. <laughs> we've just started and like so the reason why I share that is like dream catchers uh, I want you to hear something like there's never a point where you arrive right right there's never a point where you suddenly recognize your truth no you're constantly Constantly learning recognizing your truth yeah you're constantly growing growing and evolving and and learning and getting better. And when you stop, you digress. And so I need to understand then, okay, it's kind of like having just armor and a weapon, you know? I know that at some point, some of those old beliefs of me not being worthy, me not being good enough, they're gonna come back up. Now what do I do? Do I listen to them or do I rewire them? And if I am listening to them because I didn't know I was listening to them, how long do I listen to them for? Right. And do I look at my surroundings and I start to go, okay, have I been doing certain things that are now making those thoughts come up even more? Like, what does my environment look like? Am I still going to the gym? Am I still journaling? Am I still reading? Am I still listening to the things I should be listening to? Or have I started to surround myself with a different group of people that talk in a different way that are a little bit more negative? And now my thoughts are gearing towards the same thing. Like now it's, it almost becomes like a game. Like, okay. Like I say, I say it this way. When you get one of those thoughts pop up in your head, Lisa, Uh it's almost like, uh, it's almost like the oil light in your car going off. Oh, that's a good analogy. Right. Yeah. That doesn't mean you throw the car away. Right. (laughs) That's what we love to do. We love to think that we got to this new level and we're, we're so much better than we were three years ago. And we've overcome all the challenges and we can post it on social media and blah, 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 blah. And then the oil light goes off and we want to throw ourselves out the window and be like, oh, we're, I knew we're never going to change. <laughs> no, all that means is take the car to the mechanic, get the oil changed, boom, done, lights off. It's the exact same thing. So now when I see those limiting beliefs pop back up, those old ones, I'm like, oh, the oil light's going off. Okay. Yeah. Time How do we re- fix it? Exactly. Re- refill it. Yeah. Well, that's interesting that you say that, you know, like um, you've got to refix it or you've got to fix it or you've got to refuel or, you know, energize or whatever. I mean, because I can look at myself today versus who I was a year ago and, oh my gosh, the tremendous amount of growth that I've had, it, it's, it's, it, it makes me go, ah, you know, like I'm in mm. awe of my, of my path of my journey. Mm-hmm. And I also just created my vision board, my belief board for 2020. And I'm like, that's where I'm going to be in a year. And I'm going to look back and I'm going to be in awe again. And then I'm going to yes. do it again and do it again. So you're constantly elevating. You're constantly 
bringing yourself up and you're constantly, you know, you get knocked down a couple of notches and then yep. you start over again. Yep. Yep. And like we were talking about this on, on uh, my show, like one of the things that you've had to go through on your own journey is taking back your power. Right. Well, if you're not careful and if you're not mindful, because that's one of your weaknesses, because it will be, it always will be, sure. right? You'll start to watch you give your power away. And then you have to, if, if, if you want to change, truly want to change, you have to go, ah, I see what I'm doing there. I'm going back to my old habits. Okay, right. let me fix right. that and go back to it. It's the exact same thing. Of course, of course. Yeah. And it's easy to go down that path because that's how we are wired. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what's comfortable. That's what's familiar. That's yep. what we, it's just easy. It's the easy button, <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, yeah. I, I'm just going to hit the easy button. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading Tony's book, Tony Robbins' book, uh, Unleash the Power Within, uh -huh. uh, based on our mentor's recommendation, right? Uh -huh. And, uh, and one of the things he talks about in the book is for a while he was, he was curing all these people of like smoking addictions and drinking addictions, everything like that. And after about two years of helping this one person, they came up to him and they said, do you know who I am? And they, they attacked him because the guy hadn't smoked for two years uh -huh. and then he picked a cigarette up after two years and he assumed that because he started smoking, it was Tony's fault. And what wow. Tony realized, because Tony thought he had fixed him, but Tony realized if you don't continue to work on yourself, uh -huh. he calls it conditioning now. If you don't continue, continue to condition yourself, then you will regress. Oh, yeah. And so the first step is, okay, how do I associate pain to my old habits and pleasure to my new habits? And then how do I make sure that I reward my new habits in such a way that I'm conditioning my body to go, no, this is your new comfort zone, not this over here, which was your old habits. Right, right. Um, and it, it, it's, it's creating consistency. It's creating habits. Absolutely. It's, it, and for me, I know I could tell when I'm not doing all the recipe that keeps me in that zone. I could tell yep. when I'm not doing it. You know, when yep. I, I haven't had time to journal or meditate or I've taken a few days off of the gym or, you know, whatever that the case may be that keeps me centered and that keeps me focused. I could tell when my recipe is off. It, it's, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's like, it's like a chef who's made the same recipe over and over again. And uh -huh. then they taste it and they go, ah, what did I miss? It was there salt that I missed. There's not enough sugar. Like, like it's the exact same thing. And I think what's really important and you and I are both this exact same way, right? We were talking about this on our episode, just the fact that I used to, and I think you used to as well. I used to go to the gym so that when I was on the beach, Right. It was almost like a look at me type right. thing, right? <laughs> right. I now go to the gym a couple of reasons. One, because I said I was going to. Right. And so therefore I do. And two, because I understand it's healthy for my body and the endorphins that it releases are healthy for my body. And it's part of the recipe of continuing to make sure that I'm on the right track. It's the exact same thing. Right. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to the gym because I wanted to look good. It wasn't yep. because I wanted to feel good. Exactly. And so now I go because I want to feel good. Exactly. Of, and, and the way that I look are all the benefits. Exactly. Of, exactly. You know, exactly. It's, it's the same thing of when you change your mindset and you say, I really want to do this, whatever that this is, me starting a podcast, you starting a podcast, writing a book, and whatever the benefits are, those are just bonuses because you're fueling your passion and you're living authentically and you're walking your truth. And so yes. all the stuff that happens because of that are all just extra and they're just bonuses. Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly correct. I'm already working on my second book. I'm already several chapters in on my second book. That wouldn't have ever been started had I not started working on my first book. Right. That wouldn't have ever started had I not picked up my pouting, crying little bottom that was at the Starbucks whining about somebody stole my book and just said, all right, well, we said we're going to do it, so we're going to do it. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's say what you mean, mean what you say, but don't exactly. say it <laughs> um, <laughs> And that's, okay. that's even to yourself. Yes. Like that's, oh they, yeah. Oh, definitely. I think that's, I think that's where it starts. And then once it, once you have said what you mean, you mean what you say, but you didn't say it mean to yourself, then you can start to release it to other people to other as people. well. Yeah. But it, it really truthfully comes down to doing it first to yourself, making sure that your glass is full, making sure that you're able to give from a healthy place. And then it echoes into all of your other relationships. Then it echoes into where you work. Then it echoes into your, your pastimes. So I think it's very important. It is, and it just spills over into into mm -hmm, the rest mm -hmm. of your life. Okay, you and I could seriously talk. I know. Forever. See, I told you. <laughs> so let's wrap this up. Absolutely. Um, let's, I want you to tell my audience how they can get a hold of you, um, how yeah. they can find you, and how they can follow you. Yeah, absolutely. So the best place to find me would be to go over to um, the Dreamcatcher Show. And that's where you're going to be able to hear um, both me interview amazing dream catchers like Lisa and also uh, give you practical ways of walking out your dreams and making them into reality. That's the best place and the best place to connect with me. If you want to also watch my journey and you want to let me know like how you're catching your dream or even like, John, I don't even know where to start go ahead and direct message me, Facebook chat with me, um, wherever. My, my, I'm on all platforms, uh, TikTok, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and that's all at John C. Bourgeois. And I would love to connect with anybody, anybody at all. You guys have got an amazing mentor. Lisa is absolutely amazing. And uh, you want to make sure that you pay attention to what she's saying because if you do, your next year is going to be drastically different. 
Oh, you're so sweet and kind. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. And I'll make sure that we link everything up in the show notes on how to get a hold of you. Last thing I want to say is um, I want to acknowledge you for a couple of things. First of all, I want to thank you for being my guest on my podcast. Thank and you for having me. Of all, I want to just say I, um, I always like to connect with really true, authentic people. And, and I want to just thank you for being real, for being vulnerable, for telling your story, and just for sharing a little piece of your day, your life, your journey with us. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right. If you like what you hear and you want to know more information, you could contact me at lisa at recognizeyourtruth.com. I also sell my sticky notes on my website at recognizeyourtruth.com. If you are looking to launch a podcast and you want to know step-by-step step how to do it, I have a course that is starting in January, but I have a free guidebook on how to launch a podcast where I put a lot of great content and information in there, and you can get that in the show notes. The music is Genuine by Julio Ortiz. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day. Feel in love for the first time. Feel in love for the first time. Feel in love for the very first time in love.